0: Hey, good morning. Welcome to Ealing Christian Center. My name is Shane. I'm the associate pastor in this church. Don't forget to uh, invite your mom or the mother figures in your life to the church next Sunday. We are going to celebrate with them on such a special day. Now, let's go back to 72 hours before the level four lockdown in August last year. 72 hours before that nobody knew the lockdown was coming. I had been working so long on my 14 inch laptop in the office My eyes were so tired So I decided I'm going to move a bigger computer screen from my home to the office When I was lifting the screen of my table in the room in my room a voice was speaking to me Hey When the lockdown happens, you will bring it back. Who's that? Who's talking? (gasps) It must be myself. Since I became a father of two, my brain hasn't been functioning very well. Lockdown will never happen. So I took the screen all the way to my office. As soon as I put it on the disc, The same voice came back again. The difference is, it's louder this time. Hey, when the lockdown happens, you will take it back home. What's wrong with me? We must be very careful about our thoughts. If you keep thinking bad things, the bad things will happen. So I kept telling myself, lockdown will never happen. Lockdown will never happen 72 hours later lockdown started. <laughs> See you next year <laughs> There are so many voices in our head every day Telling us to do something we must be very careful most of the voices are from ourselves but some of them are from the devil and some of them are from God how to distinguish the voice of God from others when we need to hear him you don't need God to tell you you need a computer screen in your office but we do need to lead by his voice for some decisions in life the decisions will define the course of our life to marry somebody to start a new career to move to another country. Today, if you are looking for direction in the fork, if you are wondering whether the decisions you'll make will guide you on the right path, the message is for you. When I was preparing the sermon, I really felt God wanted us to know that He never left us here to flounder or wonder how to make decisions or what to do. But he sent his spirit to us to give guidance and direction. Now let's go to the scripture. In the gospel of John, Jesus said to his disciples before his crucifixion, John 16 verse 13, when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own, He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. How breathtaking it is to know the Spirit of God Himself will dwell in in us, to give us the guidance, to lead us to all the truths, and tell us God's plan for the future. Today I'm going to give you three practical steps to be led by the Spirit in your life. Step one, listen to God's Word. Listen to God's Word. The Apostle Paul wrote letters to a young man whose name was Timothy. In 2 Timothy 3, 3, verse 16 to 17, Paul says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Greek word for God-breathed is theonistos. That means given by inspiration of God. Christians believe the Bible is the word of God. No matter who the human writer was, the Spirit of God was the one who gave the word. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate author of the Bible. Please listen to me, this is very important. The Holy Spirit never leads or teaches in anything contrary to the word of God which he gave. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit never teaches or leads in anything that contrary to the word of God which he gave. If you want to be led by the Spirit, you must be led by the word first. If you want to hear God, you must listen to His Word first. I truly believe that God wants to make His voice known to us more than we want to hear it. Because God has been speaking to us through His Word for thousands of years. Unfortunately, most people don't want to listen to Him. Let me share with you a story. We all know Asian parenting is so different to Western parenting. For Kiwi parents, childhood should be fun. Children should have fun in school, have fun at home, have fun everywhere they go. For Chinese parents, children should have homework. A childhood without homework is incomplete. Weekend and holidays mean now you have time for more homework. Let me show you a photo please. Can you recognize this boy? It's me when I was 11 years old. That's the typical moment when I was doing my homework. My mom was a photographer. She captured the moment. And she won third place in the photography competition. <laughs> yes, I know, she built her success on my suffering. <laughs> Kiwi parents, you will never do that to your children. Sometimes, my parents went to see movies together. When they went to see a movie, they would leave me home alone. That's very common in China. Before they left, they said to me, son, do your homework, don't watch TV. Don't watch TV? Maybe you should take the TV with you to the movie theater if you don't want me to watch it. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to watch TV for the sake of my mental health but I need to turn off the TV <laughs> before they come home. The problem was if you grew up in 80s or early 90s, TV didn't have a remote control. So when my mom or my dad is turning the key in the front door, it's too late for me <laughs> to turn off the TV. I need more time. In those days, everyone in China was riding a bicycle, hundreds of bicycles, in and out the apartment block I was living. We were living on first floor, so I could hear all the movements of those bicycles. So I developed a special skill or ability to identify the sound of my parents' bicycles. I never got it wrong every time they came home. You may be thinking, wow, Shane, that's impressive. Hey, you must be very smart. No, I was not. I just studied hard on that specific subject. (laughs) I did my homework. I believe all the kids in my apartment block, they could do it. As long as they spend time listening, they will be able to identify the sound of their parents. So friends, the Bible is the certain voice of God. The more we listen to it, the more familiar we become with his voice. You don't need a special talent or supernatural gift for that, but you really need to do the homework. You need to sit down, open your Bible, read it, meditate on it, and you will be able to distinguish the voice of God from others. Jesus said this to his disciples in John 14 verse 26, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you I believe that many of you here today already had this experience in the process of your decision-making the Holy Spirit gave you a scripture in the Bible to remind you what you should do in that situation four years ago when I was facing the choice between a full-time pastor and a building contractor, I remember my dad asked me, son, I have no problem for you to become a pastor, but pastors only work one day a week. Why can't you run your business Monday to Friday and then be a pastor on Sunday? I don't want to argue with my dad because I know some of you here today are thinking the same way as my dad i only work one day a week that decision will change the course of my life even though i wanted to be a pastor i still need to be led by the spirit when i asked god for his guidance the spirit gave me a scripture in the bible that's from the Gospel of Luke. Luke 9, verse 62. Jesus said, No one who puts a hand to plow and looks back is a fit for service in the kingdom of God. When I received that scripture, I knew which direction I should go and I must commit myself to it. Look straight ahead. So friends, let me ask you, what's the thing that keeps you looking straight ahead in your life now? No matter what God is calling you to do, you must commit yourself to it. Don't look back. Look forward with faith. When you listen to God, and you believe you hear him, now it's the second step. You need to evaluate what you hear. Evaluate what you hear. The human mind is so clever. We are so good to pick and choose the scripture we like out of the biblical context to fit our agenda. We tell us, hey, I think God is telling me to do this. When you sense a prompting on an urge telling you to do something, before you take the action, please evaluate what you hear. Pastor Mike once preached a sermon uh, teaching us how to evaluate what we hear. That helps me a lot. So today I'm going to share with you the top three confirmations I always seek to evaluate what I hear, the first one is peace. Peace. The Holy Spirit always leads us into a sense of peace when we make the right decision. When Jesus tells his disciples, The Spirit will tell you all things and remind you of what I uh, have said. After that, He continued to say, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. When the Holy Spirit gave me that scripture in the gospel of Luke, put your hands to plow and never look back, that was challenging. But I received peace. And my heart will never be troubled again. I am not afraid to make my decision. The second confirmation you need is from people. People. I believe the church is the only place where you find people who sincerely care about your personal life and spiritual well-being, and they ask for nothing from you in return. Our small groups, dream teams, and all the programs are all designed to help you connect with those people. I would never have enough confidence to step into a full-time ministry without the advice I received from our pastors, elders, and faithful Christian friends. Seeking confirmation from them means they would tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. We all have one weakness in common. Our cultures and experience have shaped us to see things in a certain way. Today, God has led you to a multi ethnic, a multi generational church. God had put people in your life to give you a fresh and spirit led perspective when you need to make important decisions. Confirmation three, providence. Providence, that means if God has opened a door or created an opportunity for you. 2011 was the year I knew my future would be in the church, not in the building industry. Certainly God didn't open the door for me in 2011 because I knew nothing about the ministry. I needed time to prepare myself. Three years later, I believe, okay, I was ready. But God still didn't open the door for me. God didn't open the door until 2018. I stayed in the building industry waiting for God's timing for seven years. Seven years of homework was not fun. But here is the thing, if you trust God with your calling, you must trust his timing. So friends, if you believe God has called you for something, to do something, don't give up, don't give up, your time will come and a door will open for you if you believe that you have heard from God and you evaluate it with peace, people and providence now it's time for you to take the final step do what God says do what God says our worship team please come up since I came to New Zealand twenty years ago there has been tension in the relationship between me and my dad. Because my dad felt my son doesn't listen to me anymore. In Chinese culture, that's really bad. My dad felt that he lost his son. But what I felt was, hey dad, I have grown up. I can make decisions for myself. Maybe from now on, you should listen to me sometimes. Our relationship was getting worse and worse. As I kept refusing to listen to him, I didn't even realize how difficult it was for my mom, because she was the one right in the middle of this relationship. Since I started pursuing my calling and do what God says, things began to change. I could sense God was working on both me and my dad. But I never tried to do anything intentionally to please my dad or to pretend I'm a good son now because I'm a Christian. I don't want to do that because I believe true reconciliation happens when true repentance begins. And that's exactly what God was doing side I needed to repent it doesn't matter whether I agree or disagree with my dad as a son I should have communicated with him in a better way I knew how to do it but I didn't do it that hurts my dad on my dad's side he also changed I want to share with you before, my dad was a communist party member. He had been working for the government for his entire life before he retired. But now, he started getting interested in Christianity and my ministry in a good way because we know the communists are always interested in Christianity in our ministry. Sometimes my dad share with me social media posts about Christianity and ask for my opinions on that. He wants to listen to me. A few months ago, after a wonderful conversation with my dad on the phone, he said, "Son." We should have more conversations like that because that is the way a father and a son should talk. Please call me often. Call me often. You only work one day a week, you have time. Let's get back to the scripture. In the letter, the the apostle Paul Wrote to the church in Rome, Romans 8:28. Paul says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. When you begin to live your life by doing what God calls you to do, live your life to pursue God's purpose for you. God will work in all things for your own good. So friends, being led by the Spirit is not just an event or an action, but rather a lifestyle must be fully embraced by us as Christians. We must constantly listen to His Word evaluate what we hear and do what God says so that we will be led by the Spirit